Welcome to today's episode. On this podcast, we like to discuss recent installments of a different series every show. Today, the show is Adventure Time Fiona and Cake, the spinoff series to Adventure Time, which ran from 2010 to 2018, has a rich history. I just did a full crash course on the plot to the original show since I had never seen it. And I know that you're not super familiar with Adventure Time either, right? I've seen like two or three episodes. So let's kick it off with a little bit of a game. This is going to be pretty easy for you. Um, what following cartoon did not first appear as a short? Okay. Okay. Adventure Time, The Simpsons, Mickey Mouse, or Avatar: The Last Airbender. Okay, I know that Avatar: The Last Airbender had like a unaired pilot. I'm gonna go with Mickey Mouse. Okay, so it was actually Avatar: The Last okay. Airbender. You were right that it was an unaired pilot, but that's not a short. Mickey Mouse. Think think of Steamboat Willie. Of course, that's the, yeah. the, the famous short. Um, next question is: Which of these cartoons has the highest IMDb rating? Over the Garden Wall. Okay, KO, Let's Be Heroes, Steven Universe, and Adventure Time. Uh, okay, I know Adventure Time has an 8.7. I think Steven Universe, 8.5. Over the Garden Wall has an 8.8. I know that for a fact. Uh, I'm going to go with the Okay, KO show. Has a 6.8. So that's the lowest. Over the Garden Wall was the correct answer. The funny thing is that all those shows were created by people who had previously worked on Adventure Time. Mm -hmm. So in a way, they are all spun off from the same series, and you can look even at the animation style and definitely see that. It's it claimed to have like ushered in the renaissance of Cartoon Network over the 2010s because of how they had kind of started slipping into the uh, live, live action mode. I actually watched Over the Garden Wall a couple weeks ago. Like, oh, I saw the full series. It looks it. cool. It, mean, was, the, no, it was really good. What's it about? Uh, it's about these two two uh, characters that get lost in the woods and they're trying to find their way home. The cover makes them look like uh, Christmas characters or yeah. like little elves. Well, the one that's wearing the like triangle hat, I know is voiced by Elijah Wood. And oh, then, that's like, right. Along the way, they get a frog and there's like this magic rock kind of. And it's, 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 it's just it's a, a fantasy show. surreal show, just like all these other ones. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, what is the highest cartoon rated on IMDb? Avatar? Maybe? It has a 9.2, I think, right? Avatar is number two. Do you want to take another guess or should I just tell you? Just tell me. It's Bluey. 9.4 oh, <laughs> on, on IMDb and it is it is up there. Yeah. Um, please place the uh, next ones in the correct order. Ready? Adventure Time, Futurama, BoJack, and The Simpsons. IMDb order. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Simpsons I'm going to put first. Uh, then first being highest highest okay yes and then what were the other three futurama bojack uh, and adventure time okay Bo. Uh, i'm gonna put futurama in, in the second uh category then bojack th well no i'm actually gonna put adventure time third then bojack fourth okay so list them off for me from the top to Simpsons, the bottom futurama adventure time bojack horseman okay it actually goes futurama as the lowest at 8.5 mm -hmm. adventure time at 8.6 uh, the Simpsons at 8.7, and then BoJack at 8.8. BoJack 8. is 8. the highest out yes. of all of them? BoJack is the highest. Wow. Okay. okay. And it also didn't have a short to start it off. The highest IMDb that we've watched for the show, though, let's see if you can get this. There's Arcane, Rick and Morty, Primal, or Fiona and Cake. Uh, okay. Arcane, I know, was really, really high at one point. So I will I tell you, it has dropped some. But I will not tell you whether it is dropped below these others. In that case, I'm going to go with Fiona and Cake first, Arcane second. Oh, you don't have to rate them. I was just asking which one's the highest. Which one's the highest? Uh, I'll guess Fiona and Cake. Fiona and Cake is tied with Rick and Morty. It was a trick question. But that is technically correct. Yes. Okay. I was surprised that Primal was only an 8.7. I would have expected uh, Gendy Tartakovsky. But I didn't see the season two or maybe even season three that they came it's out with. It's been stuck at 8.7 ever since it came out. Hmm. I remember when we were first reviewing it, it had an 8.7. <laughs> All right. 
So as much as I'd love to just jump right into the show, there's no way of watching this, I feel like, or, or is there? Because you watched all 10 episodes without knowing anything about Adventure Time. If you know Adventure Time, then yeah, you're going to understand the show a lot more. It's it's filled, it's chock-filled with uh, symbolism, Easter eggs, callbacks galore. We're not going to get into that because we only have 20 to 30 minutes and we don't know enough. I would have to go back and watch every single one of the 300 episodes. <laughs> but I do know that this was created by Pendleton Ward. He was fresh out of art school back in like, the uh, mid-2000s, he was working alongside Nickelodeon in a lot of its projects. He comes out with this 2007 short that they air on Nicktoons, Adventure Time. However, instead of the main characters being named Finn and Jake, it was actually Penn and Jake. He had named... Penn and Jake. Yeah, he had named the main character off himself. Um, That short was up for some award, and so they had to actually put it online for people to see it, and that's where it became viral. It went viral on YouTube, it got racked up millions of views uh, across platforms, and uh, that's when he pitched it to Nickelodeon, and they said no. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) then it took a few years, they finally pitched it again to Cartoon Network, And um, they said, yes, it took them a few more years. And so by 2010, that's when the seasons started getting shuffled out there, ended up with 10 seasons. It was an immediate hit, millions of viewers, the first episode. um, And it was just an animated series about a post-apocalyptic land of ooh. Um, And I don't even think you're supposed to know that it was post-apocalyptic at the time that the first season came out because it was such an innocent, like, Y7 type show. Mm -hmm. And it's about this young boy named Finn and his magical shape-shifting dog, Jake. The series explores the escapades as they navigate a world filled with bizarre and fantastical creatures, including princesses, vampires, and talking candy people. Along the way, they encounter the enigmatic Ice King, who frequently kidnaps princesses and the morally ambiguous Marceline, the vampire queen. Mm -hmm. So that's a very brief synopsis. However, as the show went on, it just became so deep within its own canon that like the Ice King got such a crazy arc, right? The Ice King voiced by Tom Kenny, Spongebob. Of course. Yes. And he's also Simon, obviously. And well, I watched the Fiona and Cake Adventure Time episode. That came out in season three, right? Right. Just before, I think it's season three, episode nine, just before I watched this episode. And we should introduce Fiona and Cake. So Fiona is the gender swapped counterpart of Finn and Cake is the gender-swapped version of Jake, and they exist in a world that is only in the Ice King's head as a fan fiction. That's the craziness. Yes. The episode, it's just kind of like a normal episode uh, following Fiona and Cake in Adventure Time. You mean the series? Yeah, in seri- this series, yes. but like in for Adventure Time. And at the very end of that episode, the Ice King, he's reading this book, mm-hmm. and so it's supposed to be kind of like a one-off joke, and yet it was spun that's... off into this, yeah, which that's... is insane. That's exactly how they described the Cheers joke in this, that it started off as just a random joke that they were going to stick in there and then became, how can we make this emotional? And I feel <laughs> like that was the guidelines for the entirety of the show. Let's put the stupidest kid jokes in here that a five-year-old will laugh at and then just infuse so much drama and emotion into it that by the end of the series, you'll you'll just be completely, your mind won't even be able to wrap around how something connected with something earlier on. And that's where the adult audience has definitely mm-hmm. jumped aboard and why they continue to watch it. The way that this show expands, because episode one, the only big thing that happens is Cake, who can't even speak yet, isn't even in the right form. Cake is a cat. Yeah, Cake, cake is, can only meow. And as you saw in the last two episodes, he kind of looks different and he's able, or she's uh, looks different and she's able to speak. Uh-huh. But the biggest thing that happens is in the first episode, Cake jumps into a portal at the very end of it. Aside from that, Fiona is the kind of the main point of the first episode, main focal point, And we just see her go about her everyday life and it seems completely normal. 
this show yeah, it takes its time because it gives us a first episode with Fiona where she's kind of this um, bus tourist who doesn't like her job and then she gets fired because Cake uh, goes kind of, he acts like a maniac or she acts like a maniac on the bus. And then we're also introduced to Gary who is like this chef who has big dreams and Marshall. So Gary Prince is the gender swapped human version of Princess Bubblegum. Mm-hmm. Who is the oh, main. okay. That makes a, that makes a lot <laughs> okay, more sense. I'm happy I could uh, give you that. Um, also Marshall Lee, the gender swapped human version of Marceline, the vampire queen. Of course. Okay, okay so much, yeah, because he, he it, plays guitar. It's play, it's, he's voiced by Donald Glover, right? Yes, and he originally was also voiced by Donald Glover, so they were able to bring him back. Now, the drama behind the show is that there was someone that they weren't able to bring back, and that was Kumail Nanjiani, who originally voiced uh, Prismo, is it? Prismo, and, yeah. Yeah, the guy who was hanging out in the time room and in control of a lot, almost has, like, God omnipotence. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so apparently they called, and his agents told them that he was busy, and then he got frustrated when the show came out and was asked by, like, a fan why he wasn't in it. And he was like, they never contacted me, blah, 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 blah. Oh. And, and he would have done anything. He would have done it for free, he said. And then they had to come back and say, hey, we had talked to your agents. And so there was that back and forth. But, <laughs> mix up. But clearly, like, he was a big fan. And it seems like Donald Glover, who would also be super busy because this was right as the pandemic was ending and they were trying to get people back on board. Yeah. But most people tried to come back. Even the original creator, Pendleton Ward, who left in mid-series um, of the original series to go, like, do his own thing. It was getting a bit tough to run an entire, like, universe. <laughs> I can imagine, So yeah. Adam Muto, who was also there from the beginning, took over, and he's the one who does all the interviews and is the showrunner. But Pendleton Ward came back to voice the LSP character, who's the gender swap version of Lumpy the Space Princess, LSP, I think he makes the joke where he's like, LSP was in there. Yeah. And he was he was standing yeah, right, right there. Yeah. He's the guy who said it. So, yeah. And he's I didn't see the last the two that, episodes he, of this show. He's the one that yeah. screws up, like, the whole entire mission in episode nine. But we'll get there. So, I want to talk about Prismo because he's my favorite character, Prismo the How Wish much do you Master. see of him in this series? Because uh, he he's has trapped his, in a box by his, the time I see him. He has his own episode. Oh, so, cool. it, like, uh, by episode four. In fact, that was probably one of my favorites of the entire series. And how would you describe him? Like, what is his power set? So, he... So, you remember in Across the Spider-Verse, yes. which I think that you can definitely compare to this TV show and minor spoilers. Well, not, not just because of that. Minor spoilers, but do you remember when Miles Morales is speaking to Spider-Man 2099 and he is describing the Spider-Verse and you even see different Spider-Verses like um like the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and, and all that stuff? That's yeah. what episode four is because the second episode fi- focuses on Simon Petrikov. He's kind of in this um zoo almost, like a 20th century zoo where people are able to watch him and see how he lives. And at the very end of that episode when he's trying... So it's like, uh, what is it, Slaughterhouse, yes, whatever? Slaughterhouse Five. Yeah, uh, when he's trying to get passage to Betty, who was his uh, wife, I guess. Okay, so Betty's storyline, like you got that right, because that felt like the biggest soul moment of the show. Episode eight is really when you under when you get the backstory between the two of them. Okay, I'm glad that you got a, the backstory. Obviously, you get the full backstory in Adventure Time. Yes. I like how they make this crazy dumb ice king guy and then give him like a full round like this is how he became a crazy person he existed before the apocalypse his he was so preoccupied with his work that he kind of missed his opportunity with his uh, girlfriend Mm -hmm. um and and yeah betty's storyline has all been about sacrifice and everything that she gave up for him oh this show has themes of like existentialism isolation missed opportunities i know (laughs) but like it's weird to see this guy who was in the first season of this show just the wonkiest villain (laughs) turn 
turn into like this really deep character who I feel like is probably my favorite having seen just yeah, the no, last no, two no. Simon, Simon's a great character and at the very end of the second episode Athena style uh, cake jumps out of the back of his head because mm-hmm. again it was his, uh, the world is inside his head and then by the third episode the same thing uh, happens with Fiona Fiona and cake meet up and then the fourth episode that's when they're transported that's the end of the third episode and in the fourth episode that's when we get Prismo he's the wishmaster he grants wishes so once he grants a wish those wishes turn into reality so he's sort of like the wizard of oz he also reminds me of the legion episodes where what's his face was trapped in that ice box and he was able to like manipulate the forces yes, around him you're talking about the guy from fire G- the yeah. clement yeah. yeah um but then also it reminds me of like the matrix guy who the evil one who's like sitting in his room hitting the tv remote like but the thing the thing i like about prismo the most nice (laughs) super nice yeah he's not like a spider-man 2099 at all i liked his last scene the most but again he was he was my favorite character i i really really liked him and that's when we also meet scarab kind of the overarching villain of this season and not lich lich isn't the biggest evil even though he shows up yeah he does but he doesn't He's not like the main impact villain, which he seems scary enough that I think he was for the original Adventure Time I mean, for the most time. Yeah, and Scarab, he likes to uh, take these people who have wronged him and put him inside mini eggs. Well, I think he's only allowed to do that in worlds that don't actually exist, like worlds that get too cocky but don't actually have a, a realm for themselves. And he's going after Prismo or he meets Prismo because Prismo created Fiona and Cake and didn't have anywhere to put that uh, put that multiverse mm-hmm. or, or that universe yeah. and so then found like the person with the emptiest head it was the ice king and then put that universe inside the ice king it was so complex the episode in and of itself i would give like a nine and a half out of ten to because uh it really did after three episodes of kind of what wtf is going on i'll, I'll just <laughs> jump to the reviews and say that they've been mostly all favorable they have been all favorable however the one complaint is that the world building may prove too extract for new viewers my my thing was the first three episodes i did not understand a thing that was going on you could tell that behind I, it there was so much the to intro it. even it was like seizure inducing yes right if they stuck with the same intro all 10 episodes then it's just these like weird television cuts of like this person like doing crazy stuff and it, it's actually a, a different intro on the first episode oh it completely is? different intro yeah but they but, tried to bore her life down yeah because her whole motivation fiona and cake you haven't really talked about them which is funny that they want to exist in a magical realm, but they're stuck in kind of a boring reality. Right. By the end of the fourth episode, that's when you actually get the plot for this show because I'm glad <laughs> that it took its time to introduce so each So just character. like the actual show, it took them seasons before they really kind of delved into what the seriousness of right. everything the was. Right. The trio, Fiona, Cake, Simon. And uh, Fiona and Cake know by this point that uh, the world is inside Simon's head. Does they... Cake have an ability yet, though? Like... I think Cake is given that ability in episode four because... Oh. Kate can't even speak until episode three and then is given the right form by Prismo in episode four. It's like that uh, famous Dungeons and Dragons book, um, the, the something Chronicles or something about the cat that like eats a biscuit and suddenly it can talk. I forgot what it's called. Go ahead. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so they decide that, yeah, in order for uh, their world to be magical and bring them back to their world and make it last forever, Simon must find this uh, crown because the crown will turn him back into the Ice King. And that's what episodes five through seven kind of follow when they jump inside these different worlds, thanks to Prismo giving them this remote. Very following after Very that. like a mix of Timmy Turner when he's going into the channels <laughs> of the TV, but also Doctor Strange and the multiverse in that quick 
Uh, yeah, um, a quick scene where he jumps through montage yeah. where he's being able and we even get one of those in the I think 10th episode when Simon is like bouncing around yes. different worlds and, and it, those were the worlds that we had seen Nightmare Nightmare Before Christmas does a similar thing where the guy, where Jack can kind of just jump between different worlds by opening different tree things eh. yes, I so I would give like even though episode 3 with Cake I would probably say was one of my least favorite I liked episodes 1 through 4 5 through 7 actually when they're jumping through the worlds i thought were the slowest paced and i didn't i didn't think that any of the episodes that they showed were bad i think that i would all give them a passing grade in different uh, variety but episodes five through seven were just the trio trying to find the crown for whatever reason you even are introduced well it's funny because like you learn in the first series the adventure time series that the crown is not good it's corrupting it's bad so even the fans i feel like who of the original series would know and i'm sure that they also had like um foreshadowing of this but that they're, what they're seeking is not their answer. Yes, even Simon, uh, he's the one that says that he needs to find the crown to yeah. become the Ice King. You can tell just from everything you're learning, I believe it's like episode eight, you see a, a video of the Ice King. You just see how much he's lost his mind, how crazy he yeah, turns he out to be. He's, he's basically running away from his problems, but tricking himself into thinking he's doing something justifiable right. and good and uh, the reason uh, you also get different versions of finn who i know uh, of course was the sure. main character and uh Marcel even little finn uh like showed up at the very end baby finn jay yeah jay, yeah i think is i think he's finn's kid and he's in no. episode five jay oh, no. oh you're talking about baby baby finn, baby yes. finn. Yes. yes yes the people that jump out of the tank are jay and destiny though they're from episode five and they uh they went to this crater because they thought the crown was going to be there and then it turns out that the crown had been destroyed so they have to go to a different world mm -hmm. um it's kind of like an infinity stone in that way right? yeah uh, yeah no it is because uh destiny she's wearing a necklace with part of the crown on it in episode five and she ends up having to give that uh stone to uh to the trio before they go to a different world but back to dr strange for a second remember the she was looking for that book the whole time wanda was looking for that book it yes. got destroyed in one world so she jumped to another world where it wasn't destroyed right <laughs> yeah so that's kind of the same thing the thing is though is that with episodes five through seven they just followed a similar structure even the winter king who i was really interested in seeing because that's how we start off the first episode we get this like kind of dream sequence in fiona's head where she's meeting the winter king i thought his episode was going to be that great it really wasn't it's just scarab following them around and then it turns out that they're able to take one of the crowns uh and then episode eight through ten is when we get the conclusion to the story now, before you get to eight well actually eight through ten is, is correct so um with the first episode i'm i found it surprising that that has the lowest imdb rating out of the group but huh. i also found it surprising that episode nine and ten the finales didn't have the highest Really? Yeah, the highest one was episode 8. So I'd love to hear yes, what you okay. thought about that. That makes sense. I would give episode 9 and 10. I thought they were better than episode 8. But it gives you kind of the context to the whole story. Uh, really, they're... It's just labeled Jerry. Their remote gets broken. And then you meet this uh, character, kind of side character. Might have been from the original series called BMO. He's the cross between a old-fashioned TV and a Game Boy. And he kind of gives his life for the remote to keep working. That's not really the main story. The main story is Simon and he's telling how he met Betty to Fiona and uh, and it's their romance and there's really uh, a couple things that uh, show how bad um, or I guess 
Simon didn't realize how bad his relationship with Betty was because I, I he kind of manipulated like, her. I, I related to like the Scrooge thing where like he travels through his past with the ghosts and mm-hmm. then he realizes slowly but surely like how he was kind of how he screwed up. Yeah, because Simon, he was this professor at this old university and Betty was the only one who was really into what he was talking about. They even had a short exchange where they like reached for the same book and she was just kind of really fascinated by him. And at the very end of him giving this lecture, which it seemed like no one else was into, everyone leaves except for Betty who walks up to him and then they both agree that Betty will miss her trip that I guess she was going to have to Australia and they would just go on kind of this excursion together. And I'm not calling this show preachy, but it it, it is a kid's show in that it will tell you that message, repeat that message to you and do, do it in a creative way, give you the music swells, make you feel the emotions, but there's no way you're missing that by the end of the last two episodes. My, my thing is as long as you don't mind it and I definitely did not, yes. I don't think that it takes away from the show that much. Yeah, but if you figure this out in like episode five and you're just watching it play out i can see how you might get a little bored but at the same time it's just so like they pull in everything and there's they're constantly keeping your energy uh up by doing different things that i even if that element like how they do it is is almost as important as you figuring out uh, yes what I, I would agree with that because so, by the end of episode eight yeah. uh simon he gets this love letter from betty basically saying it's a standard love letter um but he runs after her tries to get to her before she's going to go on this bus and be taken away to wherever and you see some of this play out in episode eight but in a different um, way an yes alternate and way. he kind of stumbles over his words at first saying how she shouldn't have uh put the letter in something uh put the letter in a book that he found criticizing yeah criticizing her but right before she gets on he grabs her hand and he's like wait and professes his love to her and stops her from getting on the bus and we think that as, as as the viewer that they're going to get on the bus and kind of be happy together but that's when fiona is like that's so romantic you guys decided to go on a like private getaway and he's like no why would we do that we decided to stay back so you're already getting senses that the way that simon saw the world uh, wasn't as good as maybe he thought. Yeah. And that's only explored more when you get to episodes 9 and 10. Casper Nova. I am kicking it, myself that you saw episodes 9 and 10 because you asked if you should, and I said yes, and I feel like it took away some of the experience for you because this show is... I think that episode 10 is more a, a closing arc to the full series rather than just an episode. Um. Yeah, I mean, people are still asking if they're going to come out with a second season. And I hope they do. But the, the original show had... A a lot of similar themes when it came down to um, everybody searching for one thing really hard like that they, they thought was going to uh, save themselves or their world mm-hmm. and then kind of having the monkey's paw effect where um, they get a character gets what they want and in this, we see the Lich get what he wants, which is just the destruction of everything. Yeah, in episode eight, he's like sitting on a pile of dead bodies. And I think that that yeah. must have been explored. That's just the, the version original. of the biggest villain getting exactly what he wanted and then feeling like apparently this is the most emotion we've ever seen from that character. So it hits hard. Um, him just complaining to this god like being the goal B, which is part Betty. Mm-hmm. Because in the end of the original, because you kind of have to understand this, Betty uh, gets back with Simon, but then they both get stuck in this primordial, like, super being the the gold. Gore, gore Betty, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, no, it only became gold Betty when she, uh, because she had magic powers that she took from a guy named, like, Magic Man, mm-hmm. uh, sacrificed herself and became that thing. Like, she absorbed wow. it. And so she's, like, mostly crazy, kind of like how Simon was mostly crazy with the uh, crown, but her power is so much more... Like, it's just, I think she's more powerful probably than Prismo, but I don't know. 
I um, mean, by the... Uh, the by, point is, he was trying to reach her, and she was stuck in there somewhere, and that's why that character or that thing was uh, making him do stuff or stopping the Scarab from being able to attack him and stuff. Because the Scarab is still trying to destroy those worlds, right? Yes, because in episode eight, uh, Fiona and Cake are able to make it back into the world of Simon. But right before Simon puts on the crown, he uh, he falls through this portal. And coincidentally enough, it was when the Scarab was about to like decapitate Simon. So it, it kind of all worked out in the end. And then, yeah, episode nine, we're able to see uh, Betty's power. And also throughout the like episode six and seven is really when it's highlighted but gary and marshall get together um gary kind of convinces marshall once they meet in episode six to stand up to his mom who is probably an elitist and marshall does so and mm -hmm. then they end up being together and so i didn't mind it that much so it wasn't a surprise <laughs> so it wasn't a surprise when uh she ran up to them and she was like what is this like that you had already known as an yes yeah okay right but, so the, but it was funny seeing their reaction uh that cake could speak and could like uh kind of shapeshift not because only they had seen that speak but um apparently her abilities kind of surpassed jake's the the dog in that um jake i think it limited himself almost with his stretchy ability yeah. it does and cake has a complete like her personality is supposed to be uh similar but like um doesn't isn't afraid to go all out you know isn't afraid to go full ant-man and tire herself out yeah. Um, also she gets super hungry after it and that reminded me a lot of One Piece because we talked about how like when characters tend to use up all that energy just like with the Flash then they get the munchies <laughs> you know and, and yeah and then we get Yumulak or at least the yep. person who voiced Yumulak playing Shermie in this episode Sean Jemborn or Braun yeah. yes Shermie uh, because Shermie is uh, mind controlled by Simon who's trying to kind of figure out the whole entire Betty quest yeah so Betty sends Simon into or over to a world his consciousness into this uh this what is it what is he Shermie. Oh, yeah, well, he's, like, he's like a, is a, a rabbit? rabbit i would okay. say yeah and then they and then simon needs to find the crown still so he finds this game that will give it to him and the game has a moral arc so it's like a dream within a dream because i don't know if i think that world was real that she sent him to but it, since he was still standing on that platform maybe it wasn't yeah no no, no, no. Well, actually no, was, actually so i think the world was real so he was yeah, <laughs> he was just playing a game that actually existed then, I guess. Well, uh, yeah, like, Cas the Nova Casper one? Nova. Yeah. yeah, so that actually exists. She made that game to exist. I, I don't know. Right. Point and is, he gets a moral lesson that way. Yes, and, and that's what the next, uh, I feel like, the rest of the ninth episode and the tenth episode follow because uh, Simon comes to realize that he's just choosing Casper's decision. You yeah, it's to, a like, choose-your-adventure game. And what's your favorite choose-your-adventure game of all time? Oh, I don't even know. I mean, there's The Walking Dead. I there's would probably the Witcher pick The Walking 3, Dead. Yeah. Um, and then I think the best one that was very comparable to this, because it also is a dark, existential, serious Y7 thing. Y7? Yeah, it's it's uh, Undertale. You know? You oh. play that super innocent character. The nice characters are around. Even the bad guys have like their comedy, and, uh, and there's nice skeletons and stuff. But at the same time, it's a super dark um story and and you can die and stuff well i so. think that this doesn't adventure time fiona and cake yes uh like a tween could probably watch it and be fine but it's supposed to be an adult series right no, i mean it's not an adult swim i think it i think kids watched it at the time because uh, yeah i mean i i i 
took all the animated shows that I had seen uh, this year and I kind of put them all together. I had Velma, Agent Elvis, Unicorn Warriors, Eternal, Royal Crackers, Clone Eye, Futurama, Captain Fall, My Adventures with Superman, Solar Opposites. I might be missing one or two, but I think that Adventure Time, Fiona, and Cake takes the cake in terms of animation um the only one that could even really kind of be comparable in terms of how good it is is unicorn warriors eternal because that is more i think unique than the animation here is Hmm. but it's beautiful throughout all 10 episodes of this show yeah speaking of animation the um, pendleton war guy went on to do even though he still did the voice here he wasn't like part of the actual um script writing or anything Mm -hmm. uh he went on to do the midnight gospel so oh really yeah yeah, because I, I, that's that's actually one of the comparisons I had to this show. Sure. Along with along with really adult shows like Dark and Haunting at Blind Manor, I even put WandaVision and Loki in there because of the whole entire it's, multiverse I have aspect. a whole list of uh, comparisons as well, but let's finish up with episode 10. So Simon has this epiphany uh, that Betty has kind of like shown him um, that he should have taken her um, yes. thoughts more seriously because she was pretty obsessed with him, but like that... He needed to be told it by that other character, Again, he, yeah. he was about to go on the bus with her, and that's why it reminded me so much of Haunting at Bly Manor, because even Betty knows that when they're going yes, on the bus... Yes, now I know what you're talking about. That, that, so he's able to relive that memory, but she's able to be there as well and yes. give her thoughts. And be like, but this obviously is not how it happened. And then he's able to and uh, find out that Fiona and um, Cake are in trouble because of the cell phone mm-hmm. that was magically given to One him. One thing, I, well, the finale was able to bring back almost every single character that we had seen throughout the series hbo made them map out exactly how they wanted the 10 episodes to go something they hadn't had to do with cartoon (laughs) network so i think that probably helped them with making sure that there were no loose ends or the loose ends weren't that important even the manager of the tour bus who was there for like one scene in the first episode to fire fiona shows up out of nowhere like i said you have jay and destiny and the squirrel the squirrel did not like in episode three but i think it's voiced by mark maron right um, yes. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. yeah. he shows up, um, and in, not only that, you get a lot of Easter eggs, like the strawberries that uh, that Fiona has to eat. Mm-hmm. In the third episode, I think it's cake that eats them, and yeah, they make him either big or, or small. But while this is going on, the reason that they're in trouble is because you have the scarab who's just destroying the fake universe All inside the Ellis. head. All due to Ellis. <laughs> because Ellis let the scarabs out. Yeah, um, and, and so like he's tearing up the world in the style of that famous um, Looney Tunes episode, Duck Amuck. Where Looney Tunes? The 1953 episode, probably my favorite Looney Tunes of all time, where you've got Daffy Duck who starts walking through like the different scenes, but they start erasing him and uh, stuff and changing yeah. his outfits. And I think it was like the first kind of use of where you'd hear the uh, illustrator's voice overtoned it. And that's kind of what he's doing because he's ripping the script off the pages almost yeah. when he's just tearing off things. And you can see like the white behind the, the drawings and stuff. And so... Um, then Prismo has to, or actually uh, Simon does have one more moment to show that he actually has changed. He picks up the crown like he's going to put it on and then he throws it away. Yeah, well, he throws it away at Fiona's uh, kind of warning because she says, don't put on the crown. But even if, I think that instant, like, I'm going to put it back on, he actually wouldn't have. Like, I think that he already knew enough where he was going to just push it away. The one thing that he had put his entire life into, he, he just threw away and that showed his true, like, maturity Mm -hmm. and then later on when everything's resolved you see him like taking therapy and the person (laughs) he's actually getting therapy to is uh finn's mom who is finn's mom is a robot 
and um, she's actually a bunch of robots. Oh, like Umbrella Academy. Um, sort of. She is like locked up somewhere and her consciousness is like in a bunch of places at once. And the people we see, the dog, the kids, I think the na kid's name is Astrid, all kind of watching him at the zoo were people that we saw in the second episode that were kind of asking him questions. So again, they brought back those characters. They brought back Chew's Goose. I like that character a lot more than I thought I would. He really only shows Conswan? up. Yeah, he shows up in the first three episodes. He speaks in verse uh, all the time, but he's the only passage or only way that uh, Simon in those first few episodes tries to uh, meet Betty. And uh, I liked his character a lot. And mm -hmm. overall finale, I would give like a nine and a half out well, of ten. We still have to describe it. So Simon yeah. takes the world out of his head and it's like a dandelion. It's dandelion, yeah. Yeah, a weed, something that you wouldn't technically want. But at the same time, it's like the never ending story where it's like your imagination and everybody has a piece of it and it has to grow in, in the magical reality so he takes that out he passes it doing off that, to fiona in his head i don't remember if you told me how prismo got into the cube how did he get stuck uh i'm not really sure because i thought that that was just where he was supposed to be that was his job because we could see him watching tv and universes the whole yes time. but like he had to bust out of this cube and then he oh, was able sorry. to help how, out. how he was in the cube you mean the cube in the water okay yes yeah. i mean the cube yes yeah, scarab <laughs> scarab was okay. there and that that was a result of scarab prismo tried to hold them off so that fiona cake and simon could get to a different world that's why he passes them the remote and then scarab yeah puts him in that small all right thing. so he breaks out of the cube and now he's able to help because that uh universe is now technically real because it's outside of science's uh, of simon's head and in a way this is like a callback to the fans saying like anything you want to do with these characters don't don't let the illustrators stop you from speaking of which, up whatever you want the misadventures of flapjack is its own reality which they show in episode four that was a surprise completely different cartoon network tv show well is... same creator people but not this not adam mudo yeah but he a different universe it was it was that i really enjoyed seeing that but yeah actually this... i think the misadventures of flapjack did that come out before adventure time i think so so i think that that was the series that pendleton ward was working on uh, with Cartoon Network when he had the connection to pitch Adventure Time. Mm, okay. he, there was some show that he was working on at that time, and he brought a lot of the staff with him to do It was Then it Adventure was probably Time. that one. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so Prismo, at this point, with his help, with Simon's help, with everyone's help, they fight um, back uh, the Scarab guy, mm -hmm. and then they stick him into an egg. Like he wanted to do to them. Yes, they also get crushed by a tank. The tank was from episode seven, you where said, yeah. Marceline again it was a and villain. baby fin. Uh, yeah, baby fin. I think was from episode eight, if I remember correctly. Um, that's when they're at this decrepit world. But yeah, then the scarab is, uh, like you said, put in the egg and then put in the crystal, and then everything seems kind of happy in the Every, end. Every everybody like the storylines that we expect kind of happen you've got um gary and marshall who are together uh you have simon getting therapy you have fiona and this other character who i forget what their name was the big one you know the one oh, that uh, it started with an h hunter is that yes hunter? hunter yes um it, they i think are like together but she's also exchanging texts with simon everybody's uh copacetic everybody's happy in a way um and that's sort of where it ends there's, results, there's right? no there's no cliffhanger yeah yeah they do have um the egg guy uh so scarab yes. he shows up and now he's like simon is kind of uh, instead of being a vindictive guy who's upset with uh he, he kind of takes him under his tutelage and they're making fan fiction together at the end of the whole show i did i did like seeing that it reminded me almost of when people do their own ai characters because yeah. like there was this whole process that prismo is showing uh is showing scarab where he's like you can just type in any type of 
keyword and it'll come up with it. What'd you think of when she took the lich, Betty did, and just like turned him into a Tetris cube piece? That was crazy. I thought he was going to be in the rest of the series. And then, yeah, it just turns out by episode nine, he like has what one scene and then just completely dead. I wasn't <laughs> sure though. He can't be like actually dead, right? They went, there's plenty of universes of different versions of these things. So, and that I think not. that I'll, I'll start off with my cons or I'll go to my cons, I guess. Um, the songs, they have a ton of songs in this show. Yes. Um, the, not necessarily the non-diegetic ones, but the ones where the characters are actually speaking. I did not like that much. All of the diegetic ones you didn't like? Yeah, really. And that's why I like the finale's joke so where much about the, uh, when Marshall is about I, well, to start a song and then it stops. You can see the joke coming, though. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, it, it was still funny. And then also uh, Finn, actually all the secondary characters, I know this is a con people aren't going to like, wasn't a huge fan of. I didn't think that, like, with so many different fins and all the, like, different traits that he had, um, one where he's, like, the woodsman in episode five, and then episode two, he tries to bring Simon on this exciting adventure that doesn't really work out. What I'm sure talking if I... Talking about Finn or Fiona? Finn. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about, like, the main character from the original yeah. adventure, uh, adventure Time who shows up in here for a sure. couple episodes. Yeah, I got you. I wasn't a big fan of. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's fair. Um. So that's the end of your cons, though? Or yeah, what? That's, okay. the, that's it. The amount of uh, comparisons that while I was watching, I was like, oh, that's from that, that's from that. Not from the previous version of the show, but from other things. Like, this, the Mario stuff? The idea of stealing a princess away, um, the mushroom wars, um, and then also him or her, Fiona, eating stuff, and then boop, 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 boop. Yeah. You know? Oh, like, well, it just, it, yeah. it, it all feels so connected. Um, again, never-ending story and the way that they conclude the movies and how, like, they, things seem like they're at their utter, like, collapse and, and things are about to, and then you have this one super being that's able to grant you a big wish. Um, Inception, where it's just a dream within a dream within a dream in Simon's head. Um, I, I was afraid that, like, how far are they going to do that? Because now are Casper and Nova going to get their own <laughs> series? And then... It's, <laughs> I, I don't think that they can go that crazy with but, it. But, I mean, it was cool how they changed the animation style for them. Yes. Once Upon a Time, um, the, that TV show, the whole premise of it was that it was a city of fairy tale creatures who were trapped as humans and didn't even know it. That's kind of what's going on here, where Fiona's world doesn't realize what they actually are, because mm -hmm. she's even telling them, like, you're this, and yeah. And just talking about the animation and how you're saying they changed it, they changed it a lot for, uh, for a ton of different episodes. It's, it's kind of mild so it's uh, not as obviously so or abundantly it's not clear. like what was that really short show that came out the smiling friends right yeah Where they would do complete different animation for but stuff. but you can tell that it is different if you're paying close enough attention and every episode seems heavy but it doesn't seem burdensome up yeah. until the finale it's like a, you want to see the next episode because there's a lot of emotion behind it but it works. Uh, yeah, I was going to also say primal because Finn the human, Jake the dog sounds a lot like Spear the human, Fang the dinosaur. <laughs> you always have those team-ups. Um, and uh, Life on Mars, peculiarly enough, um, that's about the fictional universe in this guy's head when he goes into a coma. Casey a Affleck, lot of self-reflection. What? I said Casey Affleck, right? He's the one that voices uh, the main character. Not sure what you're thinking of, um, but Life on Mars came out a long time ago. And then lastly, uh, my favorite line, I 
I think, was when the Scarab was still just trying to destroy the world even after Prismo's help. And uh, Prismo came in and said, can't repo an authorized universe. I think Kumail Nanjiani would have been a really cool voice for him. Well, um, that's Prismo's kind of like get back at Scarab line. Did so. you recognize the Lich's voice? That's That'll be my last question. About yeah, it was Ron Perlman. Yes, yeah, okay. it, it, it was absolutely like no comparison. I knew. I did not recognize that right off. But you've seen Sons of Anarchy and I haven't. So. There, also, there's a huge rewatchability factor. I went back to the first episode just to see the different Easter eggs. And um, when uh, when Fiona is giving the bus tour, there's a statue of Betty. And uh, and they're asking what the statue is of. And uh, Fiona's like, I don't know. So there's so many different Easter eggs. I feel like you could rewatch the series and pick up something different every time. Yeah, if I was like blessed with two just random empty weeks um, to, to do nothing, like two extra weeks that I didn't have to do anything for, then I would go back and binge the original series. But I'm, I know I'm never going to get to that. <laughs> so... Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll see you on the next one. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye.